Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. All right, Georgia Southern fans, welcome to another episode of Georgia Southern Extra. I'm Travis Jadon, the beat writer for Georgia Southern Athletics at the Savannah Morning News and savannahnow.com. Uh, we got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to be previewing fall camp as the Eagles get ready to uh, back up a, a 2018 season that was really incredible You know, by every metric you look at. Uh, so on this episode, we'll get you ready for the August 2nd start of fall camp. Players report August 1st, and the first practice will be at beautiful Eagle Creek on August 2nd at 8 a.m. early on. Uh, before we started, I want to tell you guys about a special offer we've got going on at savannahnow.com. This offer offers you the chance to access um, unlimited articles on Savannah Now. And, and really, this is the best way to check out what we offer and, and kind of what's available to you guys uh, without having to commit to too much money-wise or length-wise. So what you want to do is visit savannahnow.com slash digital only offer for a trial subscription, which costs you less than a combo meal, um, gives you the ability to read any of the older off-season stories you might have missed, as well as the access to the stories coming all through camp, uh, including previews on both sides of the ball, updated depth charts, you know, and any breaking news that might come out of camp. Uh, you know, I think things like the JD King um, issue that we'll get into shortly here, things like that are kind of unsolved right now there's a lot of stuff that, that will be coming out of camp that you guys will want to be able to access so uh, you know i would say do that visit digitalonlyoffer.com savannahnow.com slash digital only offer um and if you don't think it's worth it you know then cancel it but but what you get is 30 days for free um and then after that it's 7.99 a month but try it out for for the next 30 days see what you think and then if you don't like it cancel it you know i, I think that if you sign up for it, you get those 30 days for free. You'll see that, that it's worth that price. And really, I think that it's worth it if you're, if you're looking to track Georgia Southern kind of on a deeper level, especially during football season. Uh, we do have Mike Anthony with us. Uh, Mikey Memory, as some of you might know, Mike from the Statesboro Herald, the beat writer there and the sports editor there um, at the Statesboro Herald. So, Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, man. I, I'm like so ready for football to start and for things to happen off of the, a sheet of paper, uh, you know, away from a sheet of paper and, and actually on field uh, to talk about and to write about. I don't know about you, but this is the time of year where it's like, you know, <laughs> you just almost start for, forgetting what football looks like. But I, I'm pretty stoked. It's almost here. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you can only write so many stories about being in the weight room and uh, talking about what might happen and what you're planning on doing this year. It's a, a totally different ball game once they finally get out there, start hitting a little bit, and you really see the 2019 team start to take shape. Yeah, and, you know, we've heard all about all the little things they've been working on during the offseason, Mike. Uh, we, we know how crucial those little things are. Let's get to some pre-camp, uh, pre-fall camp notes. Um, I, I don't know, Mike, that we could really start anywhere else besides J.D. King. Um, and the issue that's going on with him. Uh, just to summarize for those who may have had their head uh, under her rock, um, J.D. King, the transfer from Oklahoma State and the Fitzgerald native, or I guess, you know, sometime in January, transfers from Oklahoma State to Georgia Southern um, and then is uh, denied eligibility to play right away. Pretty standard uh, practice. 
but then submits his waiver, also a pretty standard practice as in, as in a form of an appeal to the NCAA through the NC or through the compliance office at Georgia Southern. So that's January, Mike. And then, you know, it's now, it's now late July, early August, and the appeal is still up in the air. So, you know, I think, and I asked coach Lunsford about King on Tuesday, July 23rd, while I was in Statesboro, he seemed more optimistic than they had been in the past when we asked about it. But, you know, there are so many different, no pun intended, little things involved in this case or, or, or what have you. Um, but here's the thing for me, Mike, with J.D. King is this. If he is not going to be eligible, everything kind of slots out the way you think it's going to be. If he is eligible and he's not el- and he's not declared eligible um, until later in the fall camp, that kind of shakes up everything. Um, you know, not to mention recruiting for future classes at the running back position. There's just a lot at stake with this JD King thing. Mike, what have you heard, and kind of what's your take on the whole scenario there uh, with JD King? Yeah, it's really been a roller coaster ride because right when he announced that he was leaving Oklahoma State to to come to Georgia Southern, it, it was right during that early period of the offseason where, uh, you know, it was a lot of big names that were moving, but also you were hearing things about how the NCAA was tinkering with uh, uh, transfers and how more people were going to be eligible to play right away. And The first few names that went through, uh, you know, you hear within a week, yeah, they're going to be able to uh, play the uh, next fall. And so a lot of Georgia Southern fans get excited seeing a guy who really performed at a nearly all uh, Big 12 level uh, and J.D. King in his freshman year, someone like that coming into a, a backfield that's talented enough in its own right, but really just giving an extra head on the uh, on the three, four, five-headed monster of the Eagles' run game. So a lot of excitement there, but then, you know, a bucket of ice water gets thrown on it. Uh, he gets denied at first, and then you start to see, you know, some other guys get denied, and then the, the tinfoil hats come out and conspiracy theories, you know, the, the big names, the Power Five schools, uh, the the blue chip athletes transferring, they seem to be the ones that just walk right through a, a door and get a, a rubber stamp approval by the NCAA, whereas other guys from smaller schools, all of a sudden all that red tape shows up and they're being, uh, you know, left out in the wind for whatever reason, denied this, denied that. So a lot of frustration mounting. And, you know, like you said, it, it obviously matters from an X's and O's standpoint, you know, uh, until you get a definitive word on J.D. King, I guess you've got to prepare for the season as if he's not going to be eligible. What happens if he is? Do you throw him right in there? Do you take some time to get him in there? Obviously, the offense could be more potent with him than without him. But uh, in all, I think that the NCAA dragging its feet on this issue, it's just messing with him personally. It's messing with the program. Like you said, it messes with uh, recruiting. So the NCAA, as usual, in my opinion, just taking something that may have been a little bit broken and instead of fixing it, they found a way to break it even further. Yeah, I mean, exactly, Mike. The, that's my biggest thing with this is the length of time for the appeal. I mean, it, there is absolutely no way that their plates are, are so full that right. they can't manage I get that there are several months. things to consider, but there's not that many things to consider that we're sitting here, you know, almost eight months after the fact and right. you can't figure out what's going on. Right, and like – if there are a lot of things to consider, then start considering them. You know, right. I, I just don't understand what could possibly be taking this long um, with the NCAA. But you know, it's it's no surprise there. I, I, I do want to, Mike, get your opinion on this, and I'll, I'll go first. If you had to put uh, a percentage chance on JD King being eligible, 
I want you to give me your percentages, what you might have thought in February, March, and then what you think now. So I'm gonna, I'll go first. I'll say, I, you know, in March, if you would have asked me, uh, say right after the spring game, March 9th, percentage that J.D. King is eligible for 2019, I would have put it at 10%, maybe less. And now I, I am a little bit more optimistic just with some of the things that we've heard, and not necessarily some of the things that I've heard, but just kind of the way they've been said and the way that this thing has shaken out. I, I'll put it closer to a 40% chance uh, now. So 10% in March for me. 40% now. What say you? I think that we're going to end up right now at about the same number at about 40%, but I think we're going in different directions. I think that, uh, you know, as I just said, when it first happened, when he first announced he was transferring, it seemed like everybody who threw their name out there was immediately uh, getting approval to, to walk right in and start contributing. And then you saw that start to dry out. So I would say, you know, maybe by the spring game, I was starting to waver a little bit, but before the spring game, I would have said he's got a better than 50-50 chance, maybe more like a uh, 70-30 chance uh, on the uh, favored uh, towards him being able to play right away. No, I think I'm down, you know, right around 50-50, uh, maybe a little under that like you are. And you know, it's just tough because, once again, there's no – but the information's only flowing one way. It seems like Jordan right. Southern's done all they can do to state his case. JD's done all he can do to state his case. And then you've got – radio silence from the NCAA and I would assume that within the next few weeks you'll get an answer but it's going to be yes or no and you know maybe if they're lucky a sentence or so explaining themselves yeah and last thing quickly on JD King just a a few more notes that Lunsford uh, passed along I asked is there a guarantee that we'll know one way or the other before August 31st whether JD King will be eligible Um, that answer was no there is no guarantee um and secondly, I will say this of late, um, and I mean of really, really, really late, like late July, there have been uh, more waivers being approved or appeals being approved slash denied by the NCAA this past weekend. So they do seem to be trickling out slowly but surely. So keep an eye out on that for sure. Um, one more quick pre-camp note. Just to touch on um, the most recent Georgia Southern staff hire, Kevin Whitley, um, former Eagle cornerback, uh, former Stockbridge High School head coach for 18 years, um, who was hired in early July to replace Corey Peoples as the cornerbacks coach. Peoples resigned in late June, June 27th. Um, And Whitley's contract has been signed and signed off on. He'll make $90,000 this year. Um, as an assistant, uh, as a cornerbacks coach in year one uh, of being a college assistant coach. So that ain't bad. For comparison's sake, Peoples was set to make 93000 Um, So pretty comparable numbers there as far as the cornerbacks go. And, and again, we've touched on this before. With with the increase in money and the increase in salaries, I th- I think is a good thing. And that means that, that what Georgia Southern fans have been asking for which is a dedication to becoming a legitimate Division I uh, football and athletic program in general. And they're well on their way to doing that. And I think, you know, you can only do so much on the field um, if there's not a lot going on off the field as far as facilities and coaches go. So Georgia Southern doing a fantastic job of that. Uh, Mike, do you, do you know, have you had a chance to talk to Coach Whitley or ha- do you have any experience with him in the past? I, I have not met him yet. Um, I am interested to see what kind of what kind of person he is coming from a high school job to a college job. It's got to be a little different. Do you, 
what, what do you know about Coach Willie? Yeah, I haven't haven't had the chance to speak to him yet either. Uh, uh, Georgia Southern decided to make the last few splashes of the summer while I was on vacation, so uh, always fun to be a few states away when news breaks. But uh, right. I think that you know, obviously, uh, he, he's walking into a good situation when you've got two All Conference level uh, performers at cornerback. You got a uh, uh, you know some uh, transfers coming in uh, to help the safety situation where you had uh, two guys graduating out of the program there, but. I think that it's pretty much unanimous consensus uh, among some coaches that Georgia Southern is going to have one of the best defensive secondaries uh, in the entire league. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a learning curve, I guess, uh, transferring from the high school game to the college game. But also, you know, you've got guys that when you see the tape on them, you know that you can uh, trust them to uh, get the job done. And hopefully they can both learn each other's styles and just continue to uh, be a very effective unit. Yeah, it's an interesting note, too, on, on – uh, you talked about Kendall Vildor and Monquavian Brinson. Must be nice for Kevin Whitley, certainly, to come in and have those two guys. Uh, Whitley, who I said was a cornerback for Georgia Southern, um, 1988 to 91, won those two national titles that I'm sure most of Had you Had an interception f- to cap one, too. Did he now? He did. Was- he capped off the perfect season in uh, – 89 uh, intercepted a little Hail, Hail, yeah, Hail Mary in the middle of the field. Well, it served him well because I think they backed it up with a pretty decent season in 1992. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Always uh, always good to back it up and uh, prove that it was no fluke. So one of those interceptions uh, came, as Mike just said, uh, in the national championship game. He had nine in his career, Mike, and right behind him on the all-time list for Georgia Southern. Um, the nine interceptions in a career rank him number nine in school history. Right behind him, Kendall Vildor with eight and Monquavian Brinson with six. So that'll be an interesting little storyline to follow um, early in the season for Vildor to see if he can match his position coach and, and maybe overtake him. Um, and then an outside shot for Brinson to get there. Uh, I'm just interested to see in how teams you know, try to attack this year because obviously last year was a breakout one for Vildor, but I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that two years ago was a five interception year for Brinson. So uh, you know, Brinson saw his numbers go down, but when you're a cornerback, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It means people are staying away from you. But, you know, if you're an opposing coach, what do you do right now? You can't just stay away from both sides of the field. Well, we know what they did last year, right? I mean, instead of going to the sides of the field, they went right down the middle, which was right readily available. Yeah, that, that'll that be something that needs to be addressed. But uh, I'd rather have two trusted senior starting cornerbacks than not. Yeah, me too. I guess that's a sound analysis there. All right, Georgia Southern fans, we have a new offer for you guys at savannahnow.com. We want you guys to check it out. It's a newsletter focused on Georgia Southern athletics and Georgia Southern athletics only. This is a free opportunity for you guys to get caught up on all the latest news on the Eagles, whether it be on the football field, basketball court, baseball field, or what have you. But go join the mailing list for the newsletter. And this is how you do it. Go to savannahnow.com and look on the right side of the homepage. Click get our newsletters and go from there. The newsletter will have a blog post once a week, as well as other relevant Georgia Southern stories, opportunities to subscribe to the podcast, and other insider notes that you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. Um, All right, let's see. No more pre-camp notes. Um, well, let me first just quick run over these dates real quick. As we said, player report day, August 1st. Um, practice number one, August 2nd. Uh, first full pads practice will be practice number five. That's August 6th. 
uh, first scrimmage, August 8th, uh, or I'm sorry, August 10th, which will be practice number eight. Second scrimmage, practice number 14, which will be August 17th. And then the third and final scrimmage will be practice 18, August 22nd. Uh, Georgia Southern will bring their show down I-16 to Savannah uh, for their 19th and final practice of fall camp. That'll be August 23rd. That's a Friday night at 6 p.m. at Memorial Stadium. And as always, uh, Brian Johnson and the Georgia Southern crew don't do me any favors. They'll be in Savannah for week one of high school football. The same Friday night that high school football starts, they'll be in town at, at, at uh, the Georgia Southern at Armstrong campus uh um six o'clock and they'll have a fan fest afterwards so if you're in the savannah area definitely make plans to be at memorial stadium on friday night august 23rd mike anything that you want to touch on as far as the those dates go before we jump into the offense no i think you've covered it i know uh uh, most of those practices as always are open to the media open to the public uh you know this has always been a program that's pretty open they encourage everybody to to come out and see what's going on. So, you know, it's a little bit different every year. I'm sure that uh, things get tweaked from year to year, especially with Lunsford going from year uh, one or full year number one of being a head coach to year two. Uh, he'll have some different stuff, but it's always a good time to go out there. I know the, the players are just as excited as the fans to get this season started. So it uh, should be a pretty pretty lively fall camp, I would think. Yeah, and I mean, Mike, we're not just hyping this up. There, there are some legitimate question marks uh, heading into this camp, and and I say question marks. It's a good thing to have competition, but there are some spots where I mean, you know, it's not just coach speak where they're like, oh, it could be anyone's job. There are some spots, um, you know. I think the the second defensive end spot is one of them. Obviously, the safety position, the nickel cornerback, um, and maybe even the fourth cornerback, the dime cornerback. Uh, is up for grabs. The backup quarterback job is certainly up for grabs. Um, the pecking order at running back, tight end, and along the offensive line, still up for grabs. Uh, from what I've heard, McGill Bowerly at punter is uh, does have a leg up. That pun was intended. Uh, does have a leg up uh, on the others, but that competition will once again be open. You know, there are very few spots that I think you can say for sure 100% that this guy will be starting there. Obviously, at quarterback, you got Wirtz. For sure, you're going to have Wright, LaRoche, and Kennedy as far as the two running backs and potentially the slot go. Um, you got Jacob Cooper at center, Brian Miller at right tackle, um, and then Brinson and Vildor on the outside at cornerback. Other than that, I think there's a lot of things up for grabs, especially um, you know within the second units. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown, Georgia Southern.